Hello, friends. Welcome back to the Well Then podcast, a show where we talk about all things mental, emotional, physical, and relational wellness so that you can live your most vibrant and love-filled life. I'm excited to dive into a short but sweet solo episode with you today. I love getting to answer commonly asked questions in these solo episodes. I think it's a really great time to dig a little deeper than I could dig in a one-minute social media video and to be able to provide you with some guidance on something that you might be struggling with. So today I'm going to answer a very important question that I have gotten many times, and I should warn you, it might also call you out a little bit. If you are somebody who has ever been stuck in the cycle of situationships or has entertained relationship dynamics with somebody who doesn't want what you want longer than you know you should, this topic might be a little confronting for you. Today, I'm going to be answering the question, is it a good idea to be friends with your situationship? And the answer, as with most things in life, is that it depends there's nuance to it, right? There's no black and white answer to every question around love and connection and relationships because we don't operate in these logical linear boxes. Connections and relationships that we build with humans are complex and it depends on the season of your life that you're in and your needs and desires and same goes for the other person that you're in this dynamic with and really what your hopes and goals and wishes and dreams are for yourself in partnership and where you're headed. So before we dig a little bit deeper into that, I want to kind of set the stage and lay the groundwork of this conversation around situationships. I've heard feedback from people, even some women in my group program, Awaken Love, that the word situationship has been so overused. It became one of those trendy buzzwords that kind of loses its meaning the more you hear it. And so I want to make it clear here that the language or the terminology is less important than what we're actually trying to convey. So what I mean when I say situationship is a relationship dynamic that is kind of vague and not clearly defined where both people involved want different things. So the dynamic is often one person wants more of a commitment, a longer term monogamous relationship. The other person does not. Maybe they're looking for something casual. Maybe they're busy with other priorities in their life and they're just not looking for what you're looking for. Maybe they're emotionally unavailable and so they're never really going to be looking for what you're looking for or able to show up for relationship in the way that you desire and, and deserve and most importantly, just want to experience, right? Whatever the reason behind it, when there is mismatch energy, misaligned intentions and desires for relationship, and you continue to participate in that dynamic anyways, it can land you in this complex, confusing place where you've spent so much time with this person. Maybe you're acting like you're in a relationship and you're hoping that it just would have turned into that over time. And the longer you do that and it doesn't turn into the thing you want, the more attached you are and the harder it can be to leave. And again, maybe confronting and calling you out, but know that I've been in that pattern myself. So I'm calling out many younger versions of myself who stayed in relationship dynamics a lot longer than I should have, stayed in situationships with people who made it very clear that they didn't want anything serious or weren't looking for what I wanted or didn't make it clear necessarily through their words, but made it clear through their actions and their 
inability or unwillingness to to show up in the ways that I really wanted a partner to show up. And I chose to continue to pursue those connections anyways, because there was a part of me that really wanted to be chosen by them, that wanted to feel special and to feel like the one who could make them change their mind and see how great I was. There was a part of me that maybe doubted my worth and my value and, and doubted whether or not anyone would ever want to commit to me in that way and really bought into the belief that you know, men are emotionally unavailable and just didn't want to settle down. And what if this was as good as it was going to get? Maybe I should hold on to this connection in the hope that they'll change rather than letting it go, feeling the pain of that, the loss, the rejection of that, and then having to start over with someone new. That at the time for me felt too daunting. And it was all I could see as a possibility because that was kind of the paradigm I was living in. That was the cycle I had been living in for so long. And when I finally chose to break that cycle, when I finally decided to see like, oh, it's not just that all of these people are unavailable and don't want what I want. It's that I'm choosing people who are unavailable, like some part of me was at the time, who wasn't really willing to, to be vulnerable and to build deep, intimate relationships because that felt really scary. I was the one who was choosing that pattern and I had the ability to choose differently. And I knew that that might mean being alone for a while, right? Ending those dynamics and then being in the in-between of having not yet clarified what it is I really wanted or what that looked like or where I was going to meet that person. Maybe I would be alone and maybe that scared me a bit, but I was more willing to sit with my fear and the uncertainty of solitude than to continue to perpetuate this cycle that just felt like banging my head against the wall, like actively putting myself in more pain. However, <laughs> there were one or two, maybe more, but two that come to mind distinctly, um, relationship dynamics or situationships that I was in where I did a pretty good job convincing myself that even once we ended the romantic or physically intimate nature of the relationship and I said, okay, we want different things, we shouldn't do this anymore, I allowed friendship to stay on the table with those people because I wasn't quite willing to let go of the connection completely. And that's what we're talking about here today. Should you be friends with your situationship? Is that a good idea? After you have ended things with them, after it's become clear that you want more than what they want and it's not going to head in that direction. So you're going to, going to stop engaging in like going on dates with one another or hooking up with one another or anything that resembles a romantic relationship. Can you stay friends with them after that? So the answer does depend on a couple of things. The first and I think most important one is, do you still have feelings for them? And oftentimes the answer is yes. Like right when you've ended things, there's disappointment and hurt around it not working out, around them not choosing you, not wanting more. And at that point in time, you probably still have feelings for them. There's probably a part of you who would feel like if they changed their mind right here and now, we'd be together. Like I'd be a yes to them. And if that's the case, we often need some time and space and distance for those feelings to resolve, the romantic feelings at least, and to come back home to ourselves, back into our own wholeness, to realize who you are and what you want and that this is your standard for your life and anything less than that just isn't going to cut it. And when you get back to that place, then yeah, maybe you can maintain a friendship with that person if it makes sense for you. Like this is another kind of big piece of the equation. Did you have a friendship with this person already established before there was anything romantic? Because if there's a history of friendship to build on, if there's that foundation to build on, then yeah, if, if it's a beautiful, healthy friendship and there's value in having that person in your life and it's reciprocal 
and respectful and you're able to honor each other's boundaries and and build a really beautiful non-romantic friendship or at least I shouldn't say non-romantic because you guys have heard me say that friendships can be romantic in their own ways but um, not heading in the direction of an exclusive romantic relationship I should clarify if that's the case then yeah you can get back to the place where you can start rebuilding that friendship again and reestablish that particular dynamic in the foundation but again you might need a little bit of a breather first to come back to that place to not be thinking about this person 24 seven and what could have been in the future that you had envisioned with them. Like you've got to give yourself a little bit of time to grieve that, to grieve the loss of what could have been, and then come back to the place where you can see them just as a friend. So those are a couple things to consider. Another question to consider is, is there a part of you who is wanting to maintain that connection, keep that line of communication open because you're hoping that they'll change their mind. This might be a conscious thought. It might be completely unconscious and you might be unaware of it, but take some time to ask yourself the question and sit with it because I see this a lot. We have that desire to be chosen that is driving us. And so there's that part of us that might think or feel like if I could just spend enough time with them, they'll see how great I am. They'll see how much value I could bring to their life. I'll do all these things for them. I'll I'll make them see how wonderful and valuable I am and how much I can care about them and care for them. I'll make them see how cool and chill I am and laid back and then they'll choose me. I'm very much calling out younger versions of myself when I say that. So if that resonates with you, again, no no shade. It's not a bad thing. It's just creating an understanding if of whether or not that particular pattern exists for you will point you in the direction of, of what there is that needs some nurturing and care, what there is that needs to be healed. That part of you that has prioritized being chosen over being the one to choose. Because if you really take a step back and you spend some time getting abundantly clear on who you are, what you value, what your core values are, what you really want in your life and in a partnership and what kind of relationship dynamic will help contribute to that life vision, what kind of partner you would need to be with, what version of yourself you get to show up as to make that happen, more often than not, this person's probably not a fit for all those things. They probably had some great qualities, right? Like you love spending time with them and it's so fun together that you always laugh together. You have a good time, whatever the case might be. And that makes you think like, oh, why couldn't this just work? But if you're really honest, there's probably other qualities about them or about this dynamic. They're actually not really what you want. And you need to spend some time getting clear on those first to get yourself to the place where you can have a little bit less, um, attachment to needing them to be your person because then you can just see them as a friend you can see all the reasons why you love and care about them and how great they are and how you love spending time with them and the conscious recognition that they're not the right fit for you as a romantic partner from that place you're able to get into the position of beautiful healthy platonic friendship much more easily so these are just a few questions to begin to consider, like, why am I wanting to, to keep this connection open? Is this connection healthy for me? Is being friends with them a good idea? Does that make sense for me and where I'm at right now, what I want in my life, the feelings I have or don't have for them? Does it make it harder for me to, to move past the rejection of this not working out 
What do I need for myself in order to heal and come back home to me? And then from there, again, yes, you might end up being friends with them, or you might get to the point where you realize this isn't actually even a friendship I want to entertain. Like they weren't investing me in me as a romantic partner and they don't really invest in me as a friend either. I'm always the one to call them or text them or they only reach out to me when it's convenient or when they are lonely or when they want something. Like maybe there's not a lot of depth or richness to that friendship. And so why allow it to take up space in your life when somebody else could come in who really wants to be your friend or really wants to be your partner? I'm a big advocate for creating space for the people who actually want to be there and who it makes sense to have in your life. It's been a long time. There's been a lot of moments in my life where I've really fought for friendships that weren't actually fighting for me, right? Like I've fought to keep and maintain these connections with people who were never the ones to reach out first, who were never the ones to check in on me or care when I needed support, who were more conditional friends and and were really just kind of taking advantage of the giving nature of the way that I love. And so what I was often seeing when I would spend time with those people was just qualities of myself that they were reflecting back to me. And I found that I could actually spend time with people who amplified those qualities more, brought them out in me, celebrated them in me, and wanted to build that mutual, reciprocal, respectful friendship and romantic relationships as well. This applies to both. But The invitation here is to just really get clear with yourself on who are you letting take up space in your life and why, because we don't have capacity, bandwidth, time, energy, emotional space for everyone. I used to wish I did. I wished that I could be someone who everybody loved and who I loved everybody. I wanted to bring everyone together and have all these friends because I felt like the more people who love me, the more people I can get in one space and have this energy of of love and friendship and connection the more loved and the more enough I would feel. And so it was partly coming from a place of just that open-heartedness, that loving nature, but it was partly coming from a place of me not feeling enough on my own. And I thought that collecting more friendships, more relationships would make me feel more enough, more loved. The real work was for me to learn to feel enough, to know that I was inherently enough, inherently worthy, inherently loved as I was, And then I could recognize the fact that I actually don't have space and capacity for all the people to be in my life. And so if I have to prioritize, because when we lead busy, full, rich lives, we do have to prioritize a bit. Who do I want to prioritize based on who is showing up and investing in me the same way that I want to invest and pour into them? I think that's the main question to ask yourself here. Is this person pouring into you in the way that you are pouring into them or want to be poured into? Does it feel like a balanced, healthy dynamic? And if there was a romantic relationship um, kind of dynamic to it in nature, you might need to just go no contact for a while to get to a place where it can feel balanced and healthy again. So that's kind of short-ish answer to the question. Everyone's situation is different. So, right, you might reach out to me and tell me your specific situation and why it's different. And I might have a little bit more of a nuanced answer for you. But I'd say that the questions I posed here and the answer I gave here can apply to like 90% of people, 90% of situationships as a starting point, as a thought experiment. 
a thought exercise to kind of reorient yourself to who you are, what you want, what matters to you, and if this is aligned for that. You guys know I love talking about alignment when it comes to love. Um, This episode will be coming out at the tail end of my free five-day global healing summit, the Love Alignment Experience. It has been such an epic experience with nearly a thousand women who've shown up and signed up for this to participate in learning how we can get into healthier patterns in relationship within ourselves. First and foremost, that's where we start. We build the foundation of my relationship with me. I got to get right with me, become my own best friend, my own best person, date myself, love myself, and build healthy interdependent relational relational skills from there. And it's so beautiful to see so many women showing up with that desire to be like, yeah, I want to do things differently. I don't want to do them how I've seen modeled to me. I don't want to do them how I've been doing them because that's been causing me pain. And I think it could be better. I think it could be more easeful. I think it could be different. And it's been a beautiful experience to lead all of you through that. And now we're leading into this invitation for you to take that work much, much deeper in my 12-week program, Awaken Love. Awaken Love is my transformational group program where we're able to really dive deep and go back to the core of these patterns, the core wounds that have led to the beliefs and patterns and stuck emotions, wounds around your heart that have kept you engaging in the dynamics that aren't working for you, whether it's a situationship or a codependent relationship, a toxic, unhealthy relationship, being perpetually single, or just choosing partnerships that are less than fulfilling, less than what you really want because you maybe have had a belief that you don't deserve more or that it doesn't exist, that it's not possible for you. We get to work through all of that and do some really beautiful inner child healing, shadow work, coming into deep relationship and communion with ourself in ways that is sometimes confronting, but always cathartic and beautiful and expansive. And we get to learn tools to regulate your nervous system so that you can learn to self-soothe that you can learn to feel balanced and at peace and grounded in your body and your relationships in your life, learning new somatic practices to be in better relationship with your body and your emotional landscape. And then from there, we get to layer on, like I say, all the fun stuff. We get to build the new beliefs and new habits for healthy interdependent relationships, a really fulfilling sense of self-confidence within yourself healthy, empowered dating, like having fun in your life, having more joy, more love, more pleasure, more connection, more of all the reasons why we're here in a human body is to feel all of it. Sometimes the heavy stuff, yes, but more of the good stuff. We learn how to turn the dial up on all of that and feel safe holding it, like feeling safe holding a lot of good stuff without worrying that the other shoe is going to drop, without worrying What's going to happen next, knowing that you've always got your own back and that you can also invite in and receive love and care and joy and nurturing from the people around you. It's a really beautiful process. And I'm like so emotional about it because I just graduated a round of women from the program. And over the last few months, the transformations in the group have been insanely epic. I've seen them these women come to life and choose themselves in ways that they didn't ever think they could or know they needed to. I've seen women meet their partners and fall in love. I've seen just some really beautiful shifts occur in this program. So I'm beyond excited to get to welcome in, invite in the next round of women to join. I've been sharing about it in the free summit this week. 
Um, but in case you haven't been a part of that, I wanted to share about it here. I'll share about it on social and email and all those things as well. But this is your invitation. This is your moment to say yes to yourself, to reach out to me, to learn what it looks like to choose yourself and work through these patterns and be able to experience healthy love maybe for the first time in your life and how beautiful that gets to be for you. It's going to be actually, instead of 12 weeks, this one will be about 14 weeks because we have a couple bonus um, weeks and integration sessions as we go through the holiday season. So it's actually more supportive because holidays are often when a lot of our stuff comes up, like we're spending more time with family, or maybe we're spending time alone or reevaluating where we thought we would be by the end of the year that we're not yet. Um, so I love getting to lead this time of year because we come face to face with a lot of our, a lot of our stuff stuff that feels sticky and crunchy and, and heavy. And that gives us the opportunity to work through it and that you can have support and really feel held and guided and nurtured during this time. I'm really excited to be the one to guide you through that. So if you're curious to learn more, I'll link it in the show notes below. You can check out all the modules and topics that we go through, the structure of the program with our weekly sessions and the group chat and all the benefits and bonuses that you'll receive. And then when you're ready to enroll, you'll get a free intro session with me where we can really dig deep into what it is that you'll be working through in the program and, and how it specifically relates to your patterns, your, your issues, your life, and your goals for yourself. So I'll link that in the show notes below. You can book a free call with me and I'm really excited to connect with you. And if you're listening to this, this episode later on, know that I'll run this program again. We're starting this round in November, 2023, and there'll be another round next year. So if you missed out on this one, you can join next year. But if you're listening in time, this is your time to say yes. This is your time to show up for yourself. And I'm beyond excited to get to support you and meet you in that space and give you tools that will make you feel more at home within yourself than you ever knew you could. I'm just so proud of you already, <laughs> all the women who have said yes, all the women who've shown up to this summit, all of the women who have considered that maybe they could do things differently. I'm proud of you because I know what that takes. I was on the other side of that decision once, and I know it's a brave one. It's hard, and you're very courageous, and I'm so excited to help show you the way. If you're not following me on social media already, make sure you are because I post a lot of updates there. Join my email newsletter as well. That's often where I'll send out like early bonuses and gifts and sneak peeks for all my programs and offerings. So you can find that um, sign up on my website. I'm on Instagram at Megan Sharer, on TikTok at Heal with Megs. Over the next month or two, I will be finally rolling out my YouTube channel as well. We'll, we'll be able to do deeper dives um, like this, but in, in video format, which is exciting. And just kind of stay in the loop. I love hearing from you guys. Send me messages, send me questions, send me feedback. I really love being in conversation with the people in my community and just know that I appreciate you so much. Thank you for listening to the podcast. If you know someone who would benefit from hearing this episode, maybe you have a friend who is friends with somebody they shouldn't be or stuck in a situationship that is not healthy for them pass this episode along. I love hearing from people who tell me like, I sent this to my friend or someone sent this to me and I needed it so much. I love when we're all sharing the love and sharing resources. So 
pass it along if that resonates. If you're loving the show, I would love if you could leave a rating and review in the iTunes store or Apple podcasts now uh, store. It makes a really big difference in getting the show out there so more people can hear these conversations and hear these resources. I appreciate all of your love and support. Know that I'm sending you so much love in return. And as always, have a happy, healthy, and love-filled day.